Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, Receive God's Promises Through the Holy Spirit. This podcast, I believe, will reveal how the Holy Spirit can lead us to receive the promises of God. We can learn how the Holy Spirit reveals the promises that we need, how the Holy Spirit gives us a path to be blessed by the Lord, how to know the working of the Holy Spirit, and how the Holy Spirit helps us anticipate and expect God's promises. But first, before we get into that, we need to pray. So let's go to the Lord. Heavenly Father, once again, I thank you for this incredible opportunity to speak out of your word to individuals all over this country and even around the world. I pray that you would bless it and anoint it. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in and take complete control, take charge of everything that takes place today. And I pray that those who are listening in would receive something special today, that they would understand that through the working of the Holy Spirit, their lives can be blessed with the promises that God offers in his word. Come forth, Holy Spirit, take control, lead the way. I submit and yield to everything you want me to do. And I ask that people listening in would be blessed in a great way today. And I'll give you praise for what's about to take place, where I ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, are you ready? Are you excited about receiving the promises of God? I mentioned in a prior podcast that there are nearly 8,000 promises of God for individuals. So before we get into this podcast, think about the promises that you need for your life and try to imagine them coming forward as we read scriptures and as we go through the statements the Lord has given me to help us understand how to receive God's promises through the working of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's start off by understanding what the Holy Spirit can do through us. He teaches us. He reveals the truth. He instructs us on our actions, and he brings peace and joy into our life, and he transforms our life. In my preparation, I found over 30 things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us just for this one particular podcast. I'm not going to have 30 scriptures, but I'm going to use the scriptures that I believe the Holy Spirit will help us to understand the promises of God. Here are a few scriptures we must remember to begin to understand the Holy Spirit's desire to bring us God's promises, because that's his desire. Remember, God wants to bless us. He promised us that we would be more than conquerors. We'd be overcomers, that we could be the leaders and not the followers, that we could be the head and not the tail, that we could be the lender and not the borrower. So with all that in mind, let's get into some scriptures here and see what the Word of God has to tell us. In Romans chapter 8, in the New Living Translation, and verse 26, we have a wonderful verse here that'll help us get started. And it says here, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Now, think of that. Just think about for a second. Just just this one verse, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Now, I'm sure that none of you feel any weakness right now. Of course, I'm kidding. We all feel at times weakness in our life, in our our daily activities, and maybe in our body. But God brings strength to our weaknesses, and the Holy Spirit helps us in those weaknesses. For example, it says, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been praying? And all of a sudden, you're thinking, "I'm, I'm running out of things to pray for. I just don't know what to pray for. And many times when we do that, if we submit to the Holy Spirit and we just become calm and we think about the Lord and think about the needs of other people and the needs that we have in our life, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in our prayer time. It says, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Verse 27, listen to this. And the Father who knows all hearts,
hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So you can see that the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer time. A lot of people say, well, I run out of things to pray for. I'll pray for a few minutes, but then all of a sudden I just run out of stuff and I don't know what to say. Well, then just pause and stop and invite the Holy Spirit into the midst of your prayer time. And you can get the Word of God out and then get scripture like this one, and you can just pray it and say, Lord, I, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help me in my weaknesses because I'm not sure I know what to pray for. So if you would help me and pray through me and help me to express what I need to say. And the Holy Spirit then can come upon us and, and fill us with his presence and his power. And for those of you who understand the teachings of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in a in your heavenly language, you can just keep praying on and on. I know there's been times when I've prayed for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and I've got my list of things I'm praying about and for people and individuals and circumstances and things like that. And I'll run out of things to pray for it. And then I'll move into the realm of the Holy Spirit. I'll start praying in my heavenly prayer language. And I know that when that takes place, I'm praying the divine will of God and the Holy Spirit is then helping me with my prayers and the way I should pray and how I should pray. So that's one of the first things the Holy Spirit does in order to help us have a better understanding of how to receive the promises of God. There's a wonderful scripture found in Ephesians chapter 3. It's in the New Living Translation. And let me read it to you. Paul is praying for spiritual growth, and he needs the Holy Spirit to help him to do that. And therefore, one of the promises of God is that the Spirit will come and comfort us and guide us and direct us. And Paul's needing that help of the Holy Spirit here when he's writing in the book of Ephesians in chapter, I should say, let's see, chapter 3 and verse number 14, New Living Translation. He says, when I think of all this, he's talking about spiritual growth and about the mysteries of God. Paul says in verse 14, he says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, verse 15, and the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, verse 16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you, and the you are the people he's addressing in the book of Ephesians. He says, with inner strength through his spirit. Listen to that. So the Holy Spirit then will give us inner strength in our prayer time and in our walk with God. It says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand completely or fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. He's talking about spirit-led prayers and Holy Spirit guiding us into the promises of God. And it says, you don't understand, but see, the Holy Spirit does. So when he prays through us and we ask him to help us and, and to read the Word of God and to pray and seek his face and pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is then leading us to the promises of God. Now let's move on to the church in, in Thessalonia. He's speaking, Paul is, in First Thessalonians in chapter 1 in verse number 6, and look how the Holy Spirit helps here. Now, he's talking to them about faith and their, their growth in the Lord. Verse 6 says, So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit, in spite of the severe suffering it brought to you. In this way, you in, imitated both us and the Lord. So here what he's saying is that even though we're going through trials, the Holy Spirit then can bring to you a promise of God of peace and assurance and comfort and joy when we're going through all kinds of trials and challenges in life. Now let's look at another scripture found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, 17, 18, because this gives us guidance and transfers us into a closer relationship 
with God through the touch and the anointing and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse number 16, New Living Translation, it says this, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, all right, that means he's seeking God, the veil is taken away. That was the veil between man and God is removed. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the Holy Spirit brings us freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, which means we can now see and understand the things of God, it says, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So now, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God now is moving in such a way to lead us into under a better understanding and a complete unity with God in our walk with Him. I'm telling you, this, this is exciting stuff. I hope that you're catching it the way the Holy Spirit is showing it to me as I'm going through this podcast today because I think it's so important we understand how the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into strength. He doesn't want to lead us into confusion and frustration and anguish and all those things. He leads us into strength and unity with Christ and with God the Father. All right, to receive God's promises through the Holy Spirit, we must establish a relationship or friendship with the Holy Spirit. Now, some may not understand how we can have a relationship or friendship with a third person of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, the Word of God shows us that God created us so we could have His promises and a relationship with Him and the Holy Spirit. God loves us so much. We are His creation, made in His image. But we must never forget that sin destroys our relationship with God. Yes, we can have a relationship with God. I'm going to get into that even more in this podcast right now. But we can have a time when sin enters in and robs us of our relationship with God the Father, Jesus Christ His Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2, in the New Living Translation, it says this, It's, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. So we need to stop here for a second. So those of us who maybe are struggling with something in our life, maybe there's a sin in our life that we need to, we're struggling with, we need to get rid of it. And maybe you've never given your life to Christ and you've not been forgiven of your sins. Let's just take a moment right now, right in the middle of this podcast. And let me just pray with you. Father, bless those who are struggling with the sins that rob us from the blessings of God and that rob us from your promises. And Lord, if there be anyone here who's never asked you to forgive their, um, them of their sins, that right now they would just simply say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. Forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. So this day I receive him, I claim him, and I ask him to come into my life and make me a new person, a new creation. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I tell you, we've got to make sure that as we move through our walk with God, when a sin pops up in our life, something comes up that we struggle with. Maybe it's a besetting sin. Maybe it's something that's that little private sin that no one else knows about that you are struggling with. We need to confess it and move on to be set free because we want to receive the fullness of God. Amen. Now, our relationship with the Holy Spirit begins when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, it says here, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And He is with us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. So don't be robbed of allowing someone to tell you that you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, or that the Holy Spirit doesn't live and dwell with, within you, or that you can't have a friendship or relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can, and we all 
all must because it's so vital for our walk with God each and every day. So we must learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, submit to Him. The the rest of this podcast will help us better understand how our relationship with the Holy Spirit will bring forth the promises of God in our life. Now, as Christians, we must always welcome the Holy Spirit to speak to us. He is our counselor. He is our comforter. He is our source for happiness and joy and peace in our life. Matter of fact, he's our partner in life. There's a wonderful book that was written by Dr. David Cho, who since passed. He was the pastor of a great church in Seoul, Korea. My wife and I were blessed to be there for a big conference that he had many, many years ago. And he wrote a book entitled, The Holy Spirit, My Senior Partner. And he was talking about the church that he was running and the things that he was doing in his life, but he needed the Holy Spirit to be his partner. Well, I really like that. And so I want to encourage you to make the Holy Spirit your partner in anything that you do. Make him be your partner in your marriage, your partner in your business, your partner in in parenting, your partner in the decisions that, that you and I both have to make. So with that, we can have a partnership with the Holy Spirit. I can't think of a better partner to have than the Holy Spirit, but think about that in everything that you do and say each and every day. So let me give you now five steps or a few steps to better understand how we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and through that relationship, we can receive the promises of God. I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's see, verse number 12, 13, and 14 of the New Living Translation. Let me read those to you because they really are very special in understanding the relationship that we need to have with the Holy Spirit. Verse 12, Paul is writing again to the Ephesians in the church in Ephesus, and he's talking about spiritual blessings, and he's talking about what it is to be a Jew or a Gentile, and being a person who needs guidance and direction from the Holy Spirit. So verse 12, it says this, God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. Listen to this, by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. Verse 14, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be in his his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Look at that. That's inspiring. The Holy Spirit says here, he gave us the Holy Spirit and he promised that to us and he gave us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in us, it's saying, and that the Spirit guarantees that, that he will bring the inheritance or the promises of God to us because of our relationship with Christ and having the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in each and every one of us. Now here's uh, step number two. That was the first one. Step number two is found in Acts chapter one and verse eight. Here's another scripture that is very helpful in understanding how the Holy Spirit helps us to receive the promises of God. And it says right here, Jesus is speaking and he says this. Let's go back to verse seven. He replies, he says, the father alone has the authority to set the dates and times. What he's saying is when he'll come back and they are not for you to know. Verse eight, but you will receive power. Listen to this. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me, everywhere that you go, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So here is a direct promise from Jesus about the Holy Spirit, what he's going to do. Jesus says that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we receive the Holy Spirit into our life, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, those of you who prayed earlier and you were not Christians and you gave your heart to Christ, when you did that and you did it with all sincerity from from your heart and the depths of your soul and you received him as Lord, Lord and Savior, then you receive the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you 
to go with you everywhere that you go. And when that happens, and when the Holy Spirit comes, He gives us power. And, and the promise of the Holy Spirit is that that power will come upon us so that we'll be witnesses. So we'll have a gift and a promise that we can be witnesses. And some people struggle in their witnessing, but the Holy Spirit will help us not to struggle when we witness because He'll give us the power that we need to be witnesses. Now, there's another teaching that goes along with this, and I'll be talking about that in the upcoming days or, or maybe weeks about the promises of God when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and praying in heavenly language, and tongues, interpretation, and, and healings, and miracles, those things. I don't want to get sidetracked, but those are things that will be coming later. But those are all things that we'll be talking about as we go through this series on how the Holy Spirit helps bring forth the promises of God in our life. Okay, step number three is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14. By the way, these steps are in no particular priority. I think they're all equal, but these are just five steps I think that should be practiced in our life and understand in order to have a better relationship with the Holy Spirit. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14, just a short few words, but very powerful. It says here, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. So let's think about that for a second. God wants us so much to have a friendship and a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Paul talks about it throughout the books that he's written in the New Testament. And it talks about the Holy Spirit dealing with us, quite frankly, in the Old Testament and throughout the Word of God. But we need to understand that we need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is a person. You can't have a relationship with an it. And yet some people refer to the Holy Spirit sometimes and say, it does this and it does that. No, we can't say that. He is a person and not an it. The Holy Spirit is an he, and he is the third person in the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We cannot have a relationship with an it. All right, let's move on with that. He wants to be wanted. That's the Holy Spirit. He is one-third the part of the Godhead. And now I refer to one-third in the triune God and the, the Trinity. It's three gods in one. We don't serve three different gods. I want to be sure that that's very, very clear. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all one God operating as three individuals that we can have a relationship with. We want to welcome the Holy Spirit throughout our day. We must host him. Think about that. We, we are hosting other people that come to our home and we make them feel wanted and comforted and we serve them and we bless them and we do things for them. We need to learn how to host the Holy Spirit in our life. Give him credit for the good thoughts and ideas. That's something that's been really important to me for many years. I don't like to even say, I got an idea the other day or I got a thought. If it's a good one, it's a positive one. If it's encouraging people or helping people, I always like to say, the Holy Spirit gave me this. I thank the Holy Spirit for giving me this because all the good things, all the good and perfect gifts come from God the Father and all the good thoughts that come into our mind and our good ideas are from the Holy Spirit. Let me have a little fun here. Sometimes I tell my wife, I said, the Holy Spirit wants to direct us so much that he wants to find us a good parking space. Now, some may think that's silly, but in reality, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying, I want the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction? Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to park in a certain spot because by parking there, we get out of our car, we'll run into someone that might need to have a positive word spoken in their life. Maybe a friend that you've been looking for or that you haven't contacted, or maybe an individual just looks sad and down and we can just kind of cheer them up. We never know how the Holy Spirit wants to guide our thoughts. So give us direction as we drive out of our house. Pray for him to give you direction at church. When you're walking through the church, I sometimes go down a different aisle to leave the church so that maybe that's where I can run into someone that just maybe I need to have a positive word for. But the Holy Spirit wants to guide us and direct us 
practice and all we do, the simple things and the big things. So by doing this, by inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our life and into our home and into our decisions that we make, by hosting him in our home, by doing those things, the Holy Spirit helps us receive God's promises. I'm not saying do something good, do something positive, and you're going to get a million dollars in the bank. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. In order to do that, we need a relationship and friendship with the Holy Spirit. We need to speak to him all the time, give him credit for all the good things that happen in our life, and just wait and see if God won't bring his blessings into our life because we're being led of the Holy Spirit. Here's another step I'd like to share with you. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, there's something that's really powerful and something that could harm us from receiving the promises of God. And so Paul wrote about it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, and it says here, Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. By the way you live, remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. In verse 31, we should add that to it, very important. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So important to add that into this, and that is that we're seeking the promises of God by being led by the Holy Spirit, but let's not grieve Him. You see, we grieve Him when we do not follow His leading or His promises or promptings. Like you're told to call someone. Sometimes you walk around and you just feel like, I just need to call this person. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. So write that down. Make a note of that and make sure that you call that person. When that happens, you'll find some amazing things will take place in our in your life when the Holy Spirit then is, is prompting us to call or contact someone. So we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. The last step I want to talk about is we must pursue the Holy Spirit. Talk to him daily. Thank him for listening to us. The Bible says to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, I believe that we must also hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit. Expect to go from glory to glory through our relationship with the Holy Spirit, because that's where he wants to take us. Anticipate with an expectancy of the promises of God to fill our life, to fill our lives to overflowing to where we are experiencing a walk with God that is just beyond what we've ever imagined or thought was possible. God has promises. He wants us to have them. And he sent the Holy Spirit to come to us and speak to us and minister to us and encourage us and bless us and prompt us and help us live the type of quality Christian life that that Jesus wants us to live, that the Holy Spirit wants to live, that God the Father wants us to live. So let's not fall short and sell ourselves short by not communicating with the Holy Spirit. We've got to reach out to Him, make our hearts desire, want for Him, desire a relationship with Him so that we can experience an amazing life filled with the promises of God. You know, we can walk with the Holy Spirit in many, many ways. Through prayer, by reading God's Word, by attending church, by spending time with other believers. I believe the best way to receive the promises of God is through our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I really want you to catch that. I want you to get it in your heart, in your mind, into your soul, so you can believe and claim the promises of God and receive the fullness of what God has in store for each and every one of us. So let me just do a really quick review here. One of our steps was that, remember the Holy Spirit promises or guarantees us an inheritance from God. One of the promises. Another one was that in Acts chapter 1 where we receive power to be witnesses 
of God and witnesses of Christ's coming and witnesses of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Another step was that in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, we need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then in step four, we need to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. So important we don't do that. And number five was to pursue the Holy Spirit. Talk to him daily. Seek after him. Run after him. And seek his presence in our life each and every day. I hope this has been a blessing to you because I really believe the Lord had something very special intended. So let me pray for you. So hang on for just a minute here as I'm going to in a moment tell you what's coming up on our next podcast. Heavenly Father, touch those who've listened in today. Bless them, anoint them, and let they walk in the power and the joy and the love of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to each and every one of us, Father, the promises that you have for us. Lord, you want us to have a great, wonderful life. Father, I know you want us to live a godly life, a good life. But Father, the Holy Spirit can help us in all those areas to live what you expect from us and also to receive the blessings that you have in store for each and every one of those who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So I pray that you would receive that and that those who are listening in would be blessed as we continue our series and go into our next series entitled, How to Believe God's Promises Are for You. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I just introduced you what the next podcast is going to be, and that is simply this, How to Believe. I want you to understand we've got to believe it. It's for us. So many times we think about the Holy Spirit, we think about other people being blessed, and we think, "Why why am I not getting that? Why come I don't do this? And how come? I don't have those gifts or how come I don't receive those promises? We can't compare ourselves with someone else. We can't compare ourselves as to how the Holy Spirit works with each and every one of us. But I know one thing that God wants to bless us and he wants the Holy Spirit to come into our life and reveal to us his promises. Even some secret promises the word talked about and I talked about in a prior podcast and we'll be talking about those issues in upcoming podcasts. But I really want you to let your family and friends know we have something very special in store coming up in this next podcast entitled How to Believe God's Promises Are for You. So I want you to believe it. I want you to receive it. I want you to seek it and wait and see. I'm telling you, God's going to bring forth new clarity and new hope for his promises to take place in your life. So whatever your promises are, whether they're financial or physical or mental or relationship-wise or family-wise or marriage-wise, whatever it might be, that God will reveal his promises for you and you will be blessed and you'll be an example of God's faithfulness, his, his desire to bless us as he uses the Holy Spirit to bring the promises of God to life in our own hearts, in our own minds. And I just, that's my prayer for you. I just, I'm excited about it. I don't even want to close this podcast because I believe so strongly that God wants to pour out a blessing for each and every one of us. So I hope that you would tune in to this next podcast coming up. Now, if you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, you can do that by going to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll find a on the front page, the front cover page of my webpage, you'll find a link there to my podcast. If you click on that link, you'll see a hundred, well, no, you won't. You'll see 230 now podcasts that will be on there. And it's something that the Lord has blessed and something that I've been able to do for over two years. There's a lot of topics we've covered. We've covered the Holy Spirit. We've covered the way to handle prosperity, both spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity and family prosperity. We've talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We've talked about the manifestation 
manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I've given teachings there on business and on finances and how to get out of debt and how to live a life of generosity and see how that comes back, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And I mean, just a huge list of different types of topics that we've talked about in Quality Christian Living. We'll be on this series now for probably at least a total of 20 or more podcasts. I believe the Holy Spirit has directed me to increase this teaching on the promises of God because I believe so many people desire it and many people are living far below what God promises are for them in their life. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So like I said, we're going to continue on and on in these series on uh, podcasts on the on the issues dealing with God's promises. I've got one coming up in a couple weeks. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be here, but I'm going to talk about God's promises for our finances. I'm going to have another podcast coming that's going to talking about the gifts of the Spirit and God's promises for those things to take place in our life. So I've got to close this up because I'm running out of time, but let me just close with this thought and believe that God's going to bless you. I would like to just say these final words to you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you receive the promises of God. Open up his word, ask the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction, seek God's will and guidance in your life, and I'm telling you, the promises of God will become real and powerful. Yeah, we'll have trials, we all do. We'll have struggles and challenges and things that we face, each and every one of us, but those trials will be nothing compared to the promises and the faithfulness of our God. I want to thank you so much for listening in to today's podcast. It was podcast number 229, and the title was receive God's promises through the Holy Spirit. Thank you once again. May God richly bless you.